my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. And thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where for this go round, I'm sitting with one of the breathers from Wainui, currently playing for the Highlanders, a former Wellington Lion, and somehow has ended up with Otago. We'll get into that a little bit later, though. Uh, that being the brass Thomas Umanga Jensen. First of all, bro, before I roll into the questions, thank you very much for your time and how's life? Yeah, cheers, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, life's good at the moment. You know, uh, footy's been awesome, uh, family's good. Yeah, no, like life is uh, life is good. Had a bit of a niggle um, the last two weeks, but hopefully I'm um, back to training tomorrow. So yeah, can you give us an update there? Because like it was it was a weird one. It was against the Blues, right? And the camera sort of just panned to you because I was watching the game and you were just hobbling, and I was like, "How do you do this?" So can you give us an update as to how you got the injury and yeah, where where is that with the rehab? Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a weird one. Eh? like before the game, I was sweet as and legs were fine, body was fine. But yeah, it was just like I was just involved in a tackle against um, Dalton, Papali, and um, mm-hmm. and Christy. And um, as my leg was my leg was like kind of stuck, but my body was going forward. Yeah, it was just enough for it to pull. Like I tried to get up and sprint, but it's just like yeah, I was just hobbling around. And it was a bit of a crack up clip. We were like reviewing the game, and it was just like um, our kick chase wasn't like the. The review wasn't the chase wasn't uh, good enough or something. Yeah, and you can just see me in the middle. I'm just like trying to like, <laughs> run the this league, but I'm just like on a loop. But like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I told the told the physios that I try to play the forty, but they took yeah. me off thirty like, the thirty second minute. I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but a lot of people were like, oh, is your shoulder right? Like, nah, no, nah, your shoulders are all good. Shoulders are all good. <laughs> mm. Well, at least you showed the the neck to guts it out, bro. And just to touch on it, I mean, like you've had a pretty torrid run with injuries bro to date I mean like you said you touched on the shoulder you got the groin at the moment um you had a bit of a hip niggle I see from some of the homework I've done you broke your arm you've even lost a tooth somewhere in the midst of all of that bro so for you know and the thing that amazes me is that you know I hear about the rehab and having to go all through that but you know you always seem to have a smile on your face whenever I see you you know when you're wrapped up in a cast or anything bro so you know how has your mindset changed or can you touch on like your development personally and even on the field with you know just rolling with the punches with injuries because you, you just always seem to be in a positive headspace with it bro so can you talk me through that yeah so yeah the last obviously since high school I've had like just this really bad run of injuries and it dates back to the first one has been the hip and then the shoulders and then um, mm. last year was probably the more the most injuries I've gotten in a in a year but yeah I don't know I, I don't know why I, I'm so happy about it. I don't know I guess it's just like the environment I'm in down yeah. south you know although injuries like bad in itself because you know it takes you out of like doing the stuff you want to do like for me obviously it's rugby but it's other stuff as well and it you know it does it is like neat like it, I do like I, I'm sometimes I'm happy but most of the time I'm like kind of battling battling away from demons mm-hmm. and especially like that first year with my hip it was kind of the first time I ever was taken away from footy like throughout high school and stuff, I was never, um, you know, I was, I was I was fortunate enough to be like rather healthy. Um, but yeah, after after um, high school, I I kind of yeah, it's just like it all. I don't know if it was all just like came in one, but like yeah, hit my hip and that first year was my first year. I was down in Dunedin, mm-hmm. and so like I just couldn't not do anything. So I was like, oh, I can look at it as like oh, 
it's like a it's a it's going to be like a i could be real negative and be like oh you know i can just be down in the dance or the other side of it oh you know what? i can like experience like i can really experience um what dunedin has and like uni life and stuff and so yeah. i kind of went i kind of went full head like straight through that yeah but it was also yeah. like, like i figure if i do, was if i was playing rugby if i was doing rugby full-time and like academy and stuff i wouldn't be able to do all the stuff i was like able to do like i got to do o week uh rio week me and my mate we crashed high street we jumped the fence for high street party and you know not many first years get to go to high street so we and so we we're the lucky lucky few that jumped over the fence and got into it and i guess i i, I touched back on the environment like i had a lot of um help from obviously like um the trainers and a lot of boys that were injured as well they were um it was quite good because i wasn't really alone mm. you know i was like going i was going through it with someone else and um so l- lucky um we're lucky as like footy players they like get into we get surgeries like pretty quick if you don't know what like how long's shoulder surgery is like six to nine months and like recovery in terms of recovery and like come back to play so yeah it was like that whole it was like a what was it so from one surgery to like the next one it was like a collective whole year of me not playing footy and um yeah so that i was i was really um I really struggled, um, especially after their second one, to get into because that's when COVID um, happened as well. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, I was like, I was kind of struggling at home. I couldn't do much. Yeah, it's like, um, and like, I think lucky, like, we we're going through, like, everyone went through that first lockdown. Like, no one was doing anything, so I didn't feel as bad. But I was still like, kind of, like, down in the dump because, like, yeah, it's just tough because you you get all this like, um, like, uh, what's the word? like real ambitious and um you get all these like ideas like oh yeah now like when i'm playing like i'm just going to do this right i'm going to do this different i'm going to you know get back to my best body and stuff like that but after that second surgery i was like you know like, fuck, i was like really like questioning if i should like um play rugby or not because i was just i'm just like over um these surgeries and stuff um oh no, it's not necessarily the surgery it's more just like the the time afterwards mm. so like a good six months of like um, just doing the same thing over and over again and like expecting like a like to work or like to and hopefully uh, like because I know it didn't work the first time I was like fuck like what if it doesn't work again like and I have to get another one then you know I don't want to I don't want to repeat of it again so I was like I was real like I was real low and I was like I was kind of like um I like turned it to myself and I wasn't like really talking to anyone like I, I was real hard on my partner at the, at the time but I think it's it's like it's looking back is like oh I would have done it the same way again like being like upset because like if you're like happy all the time like then like are you really human like you must like must be like a robot or something like you're tuned in mm-hmm. and like you need to have those moments of like reflection of like fuck like I'm actually like really upset like I was trying to fight it I was like no nah, you know like it's like there's a silver lining in this like you know like you know if it, it was meant to be it was meant to be kind of thing but then I was like man like, what the why the fuck am I getting injured? Like, why am I like, why is all this shit happening to me? Like, I, like I'm a good guy. Like I try, I do everything, try to do everything right. But sometimes you're just like in these freak accidents and like, you know, it just like hurdles again or like, so yeah. And I can't complain as well. Like you get pretty, you get pretty, you get pretty good money. <laughs> as a mm. player, so I was getting pretty good money just to go, like go, um, go to the gym and rehab. But 
it was um those it was a tough that was a tough stretch in terms of my mental my mental health because it's just like I, I felt more alone than ever when I had that after that second surgery because it was just um I thought I like and like myself I'm I kind of I'm pretty like stubborn in terms of like like um don't need too much help in terms of myself like um yeah pretty like dumb just I'll try and like work it out myself I'm not really like and I'm not really like, a, a, like an emotional person when it comes to like crying over like little things and all like things within myself. So that was a good um, moment for me t- in terms of like growing. Uh, like it almost, I almost needed, I almost needed these injuries to happen for me to like to be um, who I am like now, mm. because I don't think I would have um, grown up as much as I did if I didn't have these like types of injuries. Because it, you know, like my perspective on things have changed. Like. Um, priorities have changed in terms of like what I should do in my um, career and like off time off off um, off time and stuff like that like outside of rugby but nah like yeah like I like mean injuries yeah injuries suck like no like I think everyone that's had an injury is like gone through like they've, they, they've hated it but like I think um, it's just a part of the game eh? that you can't like you can't control it like it's just about to happen it's just how you like react to it and some people react like, you know what, like, don't want to do it anymore. But my mind is like, you know what, like, this is really what I want to do. Like, I've got to go if I have to, if I get injured, like, and if and I want to still play the sport, you know, I just got to, you know, keep at it and just like find another way to to be better. And I think, um, like, especially after last year, I've like, I think I've found it, and I still, but I'm still there's still like levers to grow on it. Still got like chances to go, but yeah, nah, yes. I've had a rough time of injury, but you know, if I didn't have those injuries, I don't think I I would be like the guy I am today. <laughs> nice brother. Well, that, that's just like a for me, that's just a, a really great example of the growth mindset, and that's probably one of the the low lights that a lot of people don't see with you footy players is it's like yep, being on TV is cool and like earning a decent wicket's always nice, and you know you're playing a game that you love, you're getting paid to play a game that you love, so like you can't really like have any fault there but it's in those tough times like you said where you know you're having to go through the same process over again and you're having those your own self-doubt because you know I've already done all this rehab on my shoulder and now you're telling me I have to do it again like having to work your way through that and that's just then that's just rehabbing it bro that's just getting back to your arm use that's not even getting back on the field and being confident and trusting it and stuff like that bro so um, I mean, it's, it's awesome to see that, you know, you, you've taken it in your stride and it's obviously like changed you as a person because I know that there are some people who can't get through those sorts of demons, bro, or, you know, they maybe go through a longer period of having those mental battles than what you've done. But yeah, like you said, I think that's just a reflection of the great environment that the Highlanders have. Um, you're in pretty safe hands with the doctors and all that down there. And then even I know that you're a big family guy, so yeah it's it's cool to see that that growth in that space bro but when you have been healthy though i mean you you really have made the most of your opportunities i mean i think even like last year what was it you came on against the canes you scored a try and then all was going well against the satyrs and then unfortunately you end up breaking your arm and then you know fast forward to this year you know you're back in the mix and it seems like the highlanders are running everything through you bro like yeah. yeah like you know all the all the over the top line outs and all the one-two cuts and i mean you're just doing damage so 
where does your confidence come from? Like having gone through all of those setbacks, does it just come from that growth mindset to where it's just like, I've done all this rehab, I'm just going to go out there and enjoy myself. Is, is that your mentality? Yeah, there is. It's like, I think it's a mentality driven either from, like from the team and from myself. And like, I've been, I've been um, in, with the Highlanders for about five years and their like whole mantra is like pulling trigger, pulling the trigger and backing yourself. Like everyone's, everyone, obviously everyone there gets signed as, um, as a good player, but like these like areas of where like your point of difference is like like what you're good at, and so like obviously like when I think of my point of difference is like like carrying and like offloading and like being physical and stuff, and then you got guys like Connor going like Connor has like his like his like speed and flair and and that's what the coaches and stuff and um, coaches and players are all on about. It's just like back if you back yourself, we'll like be alongside you, mm-hmm. and that's what I was like in my head like when I came on like last year and stuff was like fuck there's like nothing I have to prove to anyone like I shouldn't be like I shouldn't like overthink stuff so you know I'm just gonna go out there and just like just play and just have fun like I've missed I've missed like a really good chunk of rugby but there's no point of me like dwelling on that you know I'm just gonna focus on the game and just like see what I can do now there's no point of me like being oh man like um I see like other players like my I was like I see like Pete you know like he's played heaps of games of rugby over the last five six years and like i'm just I, i'm kind of like jealous like before i was like real jealous of him but now i'm just like i can't i can't get those i can't get those years back i can just focus on what i can do now and that's what and it's, it's and, and that's what like the boys have been driving this is what the boys driving and now i'm just trying to you know um that's what i'm trying to do so like the so like this year has been really awesome like been fortunate enough to play like uh the last or oh, the first four games and like lucky enough to get a start against the crusaders and that's where it kind of just like everything just clicks i think like once you like like any sport i think is like it's hard to get like your mojo or your your momentum like and like i think rugby's the same like everyone's kind of like a bit rusty at the start but once you get into your once you get into your mode like it's all it's, it just seems like you can do no wrong yeah and so like those first four games you know where it's like awesome like cheese i was a bit rusty but then once and then crusaders was like my first like decent Krakens, like the best team in the comp. You know, there's always that like that that put the persona is like fuck. You know, like you have to bring your A game against the Crusaders because if you don't, they're gonna like ruin you. But yeah, like it's just like from then on, I just I didn't feel like I was like chasing like like I was I didn't feel like I, I I'm like chasing games. I'm just focusing on moments and on like having like fun with myself. Because sometimes you get like in your head like the game like you try to play the game before you even like play it like mm-hmm. during the week and I'm like I used to do that when I was like back in my first year or oh, my second year of super that's when I was quite like kind of healthy but I was kind of in and out but I used to get all this like pressure to like oh like pressure over myself to play the game before I've even played it and like I can't like miss my mark or like I'm overthinking stuff and you know it's, it, was, it just wasn't good and I'm like why am I like doing this I never did this before like before I was playing so why am I doing this now so like I'm just kind of going back to like what I'm good at and like what I like to do and it, it like for me is like like to be like fun have fun during training like um like I take it seriously but like some of the like some moments I just like crack up laughing or like like when I'm like um so like when I'm being like tackled or something I'm like, uh, oh yeah, nice, good hit, bro. No, you know, like, I'm just like, I like with them on like a good hit, or something like, or like, um, we were playing the, when we were playing the Blues, or last time we played the Blues, 
Kukie Klum was over the ball. We had like a penalty advantage. But I went to go clean him and I was like, and I couldn't move him. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, fuck, you're built like a brick shithouse or something. Like, fuck, I can't, like, I can't move you. And, the, and he just like started cracking up. And it's just like, I felt like if I take things too seriously, I'm not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like, especially about rugby, like, I really enjoy it. So, like, why, like, show a different side of, like, show someone that's like serious and like uptight rather to like myself who's like real comfortable and like, I just want to enjoy it. And uh, yeah, and that's like most of the boys. Down, down south eh? they just like enjoy footy but yeah so hopefully we get a win sooner <laughs> because it's not really <laughs> the 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 um the bloody fans aren't enjoying us at the moment <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. But no, this, much yeah. More, Pardon me? I, was, I was just gonna say bro footy's so much more enjoyable like when when you're obviously winning the games but i was just gonna say like it's it's nice to hear that you're keeping that sort of fresh-faced approach because I think so many guys, when they get into those environments, especially when they're younger, and obviously, like you've learned this along the way, is that there's almost like this requirement to be serious. You know, you got to focus on your training and watch what you eat, and you can't have any fun because, you know, this is a business and you're getting paid to do this. And it seems like some guys can be organized and do that. But like you said, I feel like you played footy to begin with to have fun, to be with your mates. And it sounds like you play your best footy, and I, and I can resonate with that when. It just happens like you're not you're not trying to pre-plan the move. Sometimes mm. you do. Sometimes you're like, oh, I know this guy's gonna do this. But for the most part, it's just you plan on instincts. So, um, yeah. yeah, like all yeah. the stuff that you've obviously gone through so far in your um, in your career, you're taking it in stride. And knowing all of that, and knowing you a little bit, bro, uh, I know that you're a proud boy from Wainui. Uh, so, do you want to touch on like how you first got into playing rugby, where that love for the game stems from, and a little bit of your childhood? Yeah, it's funny, eh? Um, obviously, I started rugby in Wainui when I was like uh, four or five and playing for the um, junior club rugby down at, um, uh, I think, Joy Cowley Park. And like frosty morning and like playing in bare feet. And most of the time I was a forward because I was like bigger than um, most kids. But my love for, uh, but I always thought <laughs> sometimes like it's funny because like I wasn't like a rugby nut. I, like, I wasn't like, you know, I, I would just go play it because like I think it was like a way for a mum, for mum to get us away. But yeah, my love didn't really come for the game until I started actually playing rugby league. <laughs> I like, I enjoyed playing rugby, but I loved playing rugby. I loved playing rugby league. Eh? That was where my love for like footy kind of like really started. And I, I think I started playing league at 12 years old. But I was doing like, I was playing league and then I was playing, like I was playing rugby on Saturday and then league was always on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I got to do, obviously I did both. Um, I think I did both for like three years, but yeah. And like in league, it was just fun because, you know, it's like those one-on-one battles. You, you, you get time to do like set plays and and like I was playing prop. I was playing prop there um, when I was playing league because they like, I just, like you knew you got the ball. You always get the ball. <laughs> And so I was like, I was always just like run off our halfback and like get, like get the ball like almost every time because I was just like, yo, this is fun. Like I don't have to like worry about like a ruck. Don't have to worry about like trying to like, um, like scrumming and stuff. And so like, yeah, it was, it was um, yeah. And with league, um, there was like um, going to rep footy. So I didn't really get into rep, um, get into rep rugby when I was growing up. And so when I first made reps, I was like, oh, well, like, 
was actually like me like got to play with like different other guys and stuff so I wasn't just playing with my like friends from like home I got to like play alongside like guys that we played like played against during like like the league season mm-hmm. and then I eventually made the the Wellington team my first year and that's when we were like able to travel to like a place I've never ever traveled like my first it was like I've like a whole bunch of firsts for me like being able to travel to like Auckland and stuff like that, like, like places like, like Christchurch was like a first for me. I like, like never went to Christchurch before, so South Island and got to play the, like Auckland, like like leagues unreal up there. So like, I think I think we just lost the game up there, but yeah, got to like do that. And so like that when I was looking at it, like looking at it, I was like, man, like why am I playing? Why am I playing rugby? Like why don't I just like stick to league or something? So I played like league and rugby for like I did that for like three years and then. Eventually went to um, we went to high school. Me and Pete went to Wanu High. The first yeah went to Wanu High and like Wanu, obviously like back in the day like that was like that was the biggest thing in in, in Wanu. It was like how good our league team was because I think they made like nationals like three years and they won it like three years. And my dad was a leaguey. He played the um he played league one year and he got like rookie of the year and. It's just like there's a white battler, eh? <laughs> it played with all like these like club stores like Ken Laban and John Gilbert and like heaps of like famous like oh like famous Wanu dudes. So no, it was um it was mean. So like obviously did the rugby season and like you know I just got in my head like thinking back I just got through it and then like I was looking forward to league season because you still play because like you still play league you can still play league when you're in high school for a club. So right. it was quite cool. So I always look forward to playing league run and playing rugby on a Saturday. But yeah, so like that, and so I did that for the next two years and like did more rep stuff, got to travel more. And then it wasn't until we actually got a sit down from like our parents and some other like, um, like Earl Var. And he was like talking about like Scots College and like Scots College. And I never heard of um Scots College until like year 10 where we had to play them for rugby. And like, but I knew like the, I knew Alex Fido, who was at their school. I, I knew he was there. And then I knew Connor Gavin Bishop was there too. Because like he's he's been those guys have been oh obviously I've known Alex through the league, like the league side of it. I knew him through that side. And then Connor, I've known Connor since I was little. Like our families um, are quite close. My auntie and his his mum, they were like best friends growing up. And they like they were like you know rugby mad and sport mad and so I've known them for ages I've known like Jackson and Georgia and Connor for like years but I didn't know they went they went to the Scots oh like mm-hmm. he went him and, him and his brother went to Scots I was like, but when they were talking about Scots like who the, like who the hell is Scots College like what's their school and like if, if anyone doesn't know what Scots College is that private school in Wellington <laughs> it's like headed near the airport and so they were talking about like um applying for a scholarship there me like applying for a scholarship there to Scots College and like we were like oh like when I was saying oh no I'm pretty I'm all good like I didn't I don't want to you know it's like it's like me I was like it's not not much of a hassle like I don't really care Mm -hmm. I'm all good like I'm just enjoying um school life at Wainui like all my friends are here we had like (laughs) there's a there's like a thing at um Wainui that's like a it's like a like a wall of fame and there's like portraits around the gym and my uh my uncle's up my uncle's up there and my um my sister's on the wall and every time I walked in that gym I was like man I want to have my um my face on the, on that wall 
and in my head, like if I go to the school, I won't be able to go and get a um a portrait <laughs> up on the thing. And so I was like, no, I want to get this. I want to get this. <laughs> and I was, I, I, told, I think I told my auntie and my uncle, and they're like, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> shut up, kind of things. Like this, like this is actually like a really good opportunity for you to like figure out and like you know, it's just an opportunity. Like it's just you're just applying for a scholarship. You you might not get it kind mm-hmm. of thing. So like, oh yeah, okay. So you had to write. We, me and Pete had to write a like a one page essay about like myself and like what we look forward to what our goals and stuff like that and I've, I've kind of never really thought about that myself like what are my goals and in life and stuff like that and yeah I think I, I wrote I think I wrote some like dumb dumb crap in, in it just to like fill in the blanks or fill in the page but yeah so we all did that and then we had like a um an interview with the the headmaster who's um, I think it's still Mr Mr Graham Ewell and yeah, it was like, it was all very. Um, we had to dress like nicely. Had to like have a collar and like a tie. I think we had to wear a tie, eh? And like we had to like shake his hand. Like it was, it was a very like I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say intense, but it was very like it was just real like different. I've never been in that kind of situation before where I had to like endorse myself to like kind of get a scholarship or something. It was yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, and that was it. You know, like that was um that was it. it was like oh yeah, sweet. We'll, we'll, um. We'll think about him and like yeah, we'll see you later. And like I was like, oh fuck. And then I think that was like the middle of the year. And so like the mind obviously like escaped. And then like it wasn't until we didn't find out until like I think it was like our last week of school at Winery that we actually got into Scots College. So yeah, obviously um told the boys they were going and um like fast forward until like the first day of um um Scots College, we were like it was all quite it was all quite surreal eh? because we um oh yeah like obviously the first day and like we we were able to get a boarding scholarship as well to um stay so that kind of made it easier so we didn't have to travel in in and out but it made my sister angry who was going to she was going to Wellington Girls because she had to do the travel from like do like the bus over the hill go to Waterloo Station train to the train to the um the the station in uh, Wellington and walk to um walk to school and then did the whole thing back home so it angered her but like I was like oh that's what happens when Wellington girls don't have a boarding <laughs> boarding hostel but anyway yeah. so we're like boarding we were able to do like a boarding um built for a boarding scholarship so that was quite good but scary at the same time because like like um staying with like people we didn't know and so that was like that was weird and then first day of school and and it's just like you had to wear like blazers never wore a blazer before in my life I'm like what the hell like I never worn never worn pants at school before like a tie never didn't really wear my tie at, at YNE so I didn't really I was like why do I have to wear a tie now and like old like yuck um it's like my the shoes I'd get would be like the yuck uh, like massively oversized like because they're so like clumpy and like I just look like a bloody nerd eh? like we just both look like nerds like what the hell is this like do we really like make the right choice <laughs> in terms of thing but um but we we're lucky enough to have like a lot of um a lot of our family friends there like i didn't realize like jordan glenn um brad brook um joe damon tj vata they're all like um guys from winery but they're all at um they're all at scots college and, and so they made that transition um easier because like familiar faces and stuff and um then obviously like guys like um alex and Connor, you know, like you know, familiarity made it easier, and no, it was good. And and Earl and Earl was there, and so we've known 
um, Ilva was there as well. He was the coach of the first 15. And like obviously like study was like different. And so we got through the first year and like first year was me. But then that second year was, you know, looking back was like the highlight of high school. <laughs> it's funny because like at the start of the year, we had like these, um, like uh, again, like um, a card and they had like the goals of the, of, um, of first 15. And like, it's like our goal was to, um, to win like the Hurricanes Cup. But the year before was like to make top four. But if you win the Hurricanes, like in the, if you win the Hurricanes Cup, you go in the top four. So like they just changed the wedding around it. And it was just like, and like um, Scots Colleges, um, um, they're like, um, what's the word? Their motto is like to, to, um, to become the, the all-round man or something. Mm-hmm. So that was that was there as well, like in like in capital letters. I think Connor still got his card. It's quite cool. Like up here showed me like a couple of weeks ago. Like holy crap, that's like a blast from the past. And so this this is the year like we had like it was the most fun I've ever had of rugby like to date. Um, and it just like everything just like um, fell into place. Like um, we we started off the year we had to do like a Hurricanes tournament, and um, like we got through got through there and then we had to play like Sacred Heart and we had this um there was talks about like um this like this massive prop that who like can run as like as quick as a winger and um TJ gets the ball and like he tries to like chuck a miss a miss ball out to like Marlow and Tanner just like he reads it catches the ball and I think it's on it's on near 10 meter and he like gets it grabs it sprints off TJ's TJ is chasing him, and TJ at this at this point he's like like he's like one of the quickest in our team, but he gets like burned off. Sorry, TJ, he gets burned off by this prop, and like and like scores a try, and he scores a try right in front of me. I'm looking at this guy like, man, you're like twice the size of me, and you're like running this speed. Like, what the hell are you? Like, holy crap! And then like obviously like a couple of weeks later, that's when he like blew up, and then that's mm. when he became the Tongan Thor. So like. You know, grateful that I got to see that happen. <laughs> you know, but say for TJ, but anyways, like um, we were able to make um, the prim the prim one final, and like we were the first. Oh, I think we were the yeah, I think we were the first team to win it for Scots. So we made history and and we got to beat Stream. So that was always that's always nice. And then we played um, Palmerston Palmy Boys um, for the Hurricanes Cup, and we came back from like twenty one down. To win it like 34 oh no sorry 17 down to win it 34 17 mm-hmm. and then it was weird when we made it to top four like oh because oh, we like achieved our goal made it to top four and then we like were off against um Auckland Grammar <laughs> I think it was like 20 25 minutes of the game and I'm I'm playing it's like I'm playing center and Peter's obviously at 10 and Pete's at oh sorry I'm playing 12 Pete's at center and we're all like we're all like kind of like collectively talking to each other like man like we've got a good chance here eh? like we, we can actually we can actually we can actually quite win this and we're just like having it like we're just like i can just like having yarns and then like after that happened after we took um sean Simpson got this nut we tried to kick it out sean Simpson got this ball grubbed it through caught it and like scored on us and then i looked at it i looked at it like pete and teacher like oh no nah. nah i'm just i'm just lying like we're just, <laughs> we're, just we're just we're just chill but then we end up we ended up winning the game and everyone, everyone on our team was like, what the hell? Like, what happened here? Like, and we are just feeling, everyone just felt like a vibe, eh? Like, like we could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that. And then we obviously had to play against Hamilton boys and like, we're like, 
we're a big like, we're a big team, but they were like their whole like like we had big players like we had Alex, we had like myself and Pete, and like we had like Jeremiah Jeremiah Schuster. He was like he was like we we had big players, but like their team was collectively like a massive team, and so like we we're like you know what we just like we'll just have fun, and we had like a two day break. And I remember it's, it's real funny when you like when you see other school like like other school teams like back in like you, know, you see other school mate oh like you're in your school uniform you see another school and you're like you know there's that like tension it's real <laughs> it's real like stupid because we're all staying at the one spot and so like we walked past them and they were like eyeing us out and stuff but they wouldn't say to me it was like the awkward like stare downs and stuff like that <laughs> and like. And like it, would, it was just weird, eh? Because like we'd have breakfast together, and there was like staring. You're like, fuck, I don't want to, I don't want to stare at this guy, and like freaking me out, eh? <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we, we come time to the final, and it was a great game, eh? I don't remember much of it, eh? So, but um, it was an awesome game, and like, thank God for uh, Connor who um got like a try for us to go to Japan the year after, and um, yeah, that's that was pretty much like the love of the game of rugby like that's where it kind of started eh? was that year it was just like fuck it so much like it was so much fun that you know like man i could actually see this going as a career yeah i mean that seems to be the case with a lot of boys they they talk about how once they sort of go pro that things become a bit more serious and unlike when you're at high school because as you'd know and i'd know when you're at school you're playing alongside guys who you're around 24 7 so mm. you know you're in the boarding hostel with them you're in biology you're in english together you're all laughing and when you're going to training like you're turning up just to play you're playing for the pride of the school you're playing see so that you you got your brother's back whereas i think the further you get along and the closer you get to playing at the level that you're currently at you know there, there just seems to be a bit more seriousness you have to watch what you eat you have to do your extras like all those little things which uh you know you, you obviously grow to love but you know that aren't as important yeah. because it's just you're putting footy in your mates first rather than it almost seems like it's the reverse the further yeah. um the further you go so I mean, yeah i mean like interesting though that it, it seems that league was your first love um, and as yeah. you touched on, like you played with some really talented guys at high school uh, and you got to the top of the pops, you got a national title. Uh, and then even in your last year, you know, you guys go back and do it all again. And then you get picked for the injured schools at the end of the year. You play in that, carve up. So when you went to leave school, though, you know, a guy like you having ripped up for Wellington, I'm sure that the Lions would have liked to have kept you under tabs, which they ended up doing with your brother. But what went into you? choosing to go down to Dunedin and leave, you know, a place that you call home. Yeah, that was like a weird decision that I made out of the blue. I, I, well, I had a sister, my older sister, um, she obviously studied down in Dunedin. So uh, before the year ended in New 13, we had a lot of, um, obviously a lot of offers, not offers, but like, oh yeah, I guess offers, you can call it offers, from a, a lot of unions around New Zealand. So I went an offer from uh, Waikato, uh, Wellington, Canterbury, and then um, Dunedin. Oh, sorry, Otago. And so, like, we were able to go, like, travel to these places to, like, oh, sorry, in um, Auckland, in Auckland as well. But I don't think I could even, and I think when we first heard Auckland, I was like, nah, I couldn't do it. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, like, nah, like, nah, there's no way. And then, like, Canterbury, nah, nah, no way. Because, <laughs> like, well, I think we, we just hated, like, we hated those, um, those unions when you're, yeah. like, watching them on TV. 
so they're always in like they're always like nah but like we got to travel up to Waikato and they showed us around the area and like stated their case and like met the met coaches like I think we met Dave Rennie and like it was quite cool and Wellington like obviously knew Wellington was there and like Earl was the coach at the time so like we just had a yarn and then um and then we traveled down to Dunedin and it was quite cool because like we're there for like a we were there for like a weekend because my sister was like she had like a prize game or something and so like they showed us around like they they didn't just show us like Otago they like where Otago trained and stuff they showed us like everywhere and it just like yeah I just like fell in love with it like I fell in love with the uni I fell in love with like what it looked like and then like, I fell in love with the opportunity to like kind of get out of Wellington and so like, and like just embracing something new and just like the opt- like being optimistic like myself being optimistic and like looking at things like oh you know like you yeah, know like what's the like what's the harm in like going down to Dunnard and so like when I so when I also when I left it I was in this space like man like this is like this is the place I want to be but my but Peter like mine he was like oh you know like it was just like a it was just a place to go and have a look and you know but his his mind is already set mm-hmm. you know he wanted to, you know he just wanted to stay in Wellington so so when it came time to um, we were, we were like talking to each other like oh yeah so um what do you want to do and Pete was like yeah I'm, I'm just gonna stay at Wellington because you know like it's one it's home you know and then he asked me and I was like oh you know like kind of I'm kind of keen on going to Otago eh? and he was like and he just started crying eh? <laughs> I was like oh shit like, uh, and he's like he's like really he's like yeah I'm, I'm pretty keen to go like oh it's a pretty cool it's a pretty good cool spot down there and he, and he just and he like he just started like bawling his eyes out, and I'm like, "What was wrong?" Like, I was just, I was like, I was, I was like, I was, like, I was just thinking about going there. Like, I'm not, I didn't say I was going there. Yeah. I was like thinking, about it. I was like, "Fuck you, like don't do that." Like, like, fine, like it's me and you, you know, like we're stuck, stuck together, kind of stuff. But that was like uh, after like a couple of days, but then obviously like, like I still felt strongly about going down to Dunners, and um. Yeah, no, there was like a lot of conversations like myself and Pete because like you know like being twins and like brothers and like we grew up together like you know he's my best friend and like you know it was really I was really um you know I felt really really bad but I was like man like I need to like take this opportunity to do something because like, I I can't like although I love Wellington like you know Wellington's home Wanui's home it's it's still gonna be home for me even if I leave so I was like you know if it doesn't work out you know I know when I can come back and you know it would all be all good and I said that seven years ago and I'm still down here and now like Dunedin's my home but yeah so like when I um made the choice to go it was just like you know everything felt good and like a lot of people were like kind of gobsmacked that I was kind of like going down I think Wellington were out of like the whole unions were like holy like why like why are you gone like especially like Earl being there it was he's quite an imposing figure so when I told him he was kind of like what the fuck <laughs> like what he did <laughs> what he did this to me like kind of thing but then he was kind of like kind of like happy for me as well and then like I told my parents and they're like yeah they're happy and obviously I told my um my sister and that was down there she was happy because she liked to have, have family down there so mm. it was cool man like yeah like Dunedin have you been to Dunedin no I haven't bro I'm, I'm gutted oh. I never took the opportunity to do it when my boys are down there Man, if I could, if I could sum it up, really, it's, it's it's more just like a miniature version of Wellington, to be honest. You know, it's just like very like coastal, like the city is like not too big, but like yeah, like the like the layout is kind of like Wellington, 
And so that, that's probably why like I was drawn to it as well, because it kind of reminded me of Wellington anyways. Mm-hmm. But just not as in, in terms of like a city. It's not like a massive city. But yeah, like my first year down there was just unreal. Like during that year, like I got to experience the whole thing because I was out injured. Mm. And like, and then like first, like I was at my club down in, in Dunedin's um, University A. And like there, it's just uni students. Hey, so I was, I was just around all these like teenagers to like mid twenties, mid twenties, and they're all it's just all like a party mode, eh? Like after games, it's just like we had, like I think um, we had like a lock in, like first two weeks, and like we had to dress up and and you just like you know like on like like if you speak out of terms, you're on the bus, you know like it's, <laughs> like they buy like kegs and stuff, and it's just like hey, it's like it's just a massive party down there, right? Eh? And I did like I was studying. But I was like, like, I should have done better. But I was with like Otago Academy as well. So I was doing like morning sessions with them, but I was just doing rehab and stuff. And then like I, I was able to play, um, I was able to play some rugby towards the end of, um, towards the end of the year. But then they told me I had to get surgery on my hip. So obviously first year, first year out of school, like everyone's trying to make 20s. And I couldn't, I had no, I had no chance because I was, I was going to rehab. I was going for rehab and like the twenties, I think it's quite early, and so I like my, I missed my boat on that, but I wasn't too phased because I was enjoying myself down in Dunedin so much. Like it didn't really, I didn't really care. Then I um, obviously had surgery just before the year ended, and I think I got, I came, I think I had surgery like around September or something, and hip hip is like is like another, it's like six months. I think I had to wait six months until I could play rugby. Oh, or do any like play rugby again. But yeah, so like during the off season, I was actually I when I came home, the Highlanders because they I was like on a youth contract with um it's called like a YTC with the Highlanders. Mm-hmm. I was on a contract with them, and they got me to they got me um a spot up in uh, NZ High Performance that's in ASB, and I was like training. I trained like two weeks with this guy. Um, oh, I forgot his name, but yeah, so I trained like two weeks with him, and um he got me into like probably like one of the best shapes all my life and it was we weren't doing like much thing. I was just doing a lot of upper body stuff and like I did a bit of running with him and it was just like it was it was, it was me and as the, the the landers set me up with him because then when I came into pre-season the of the new year I was kind of in like kind of decent shape and so I was training with like the the Highlanders boys but like when they do like game stuff I would um I think it was like me me and Jonah Nariki would be just training like on the sidelines with like one of the skill coach or like one of the other coaches. So like we were like like absorbing like everything around us. Um so like we were there and then we were playing like some like B t- like some Braveheart games with the uh with the with the Hollands, sorry, and we we're playing like B t- like playing like the for the B team against like other teams around the New Zealand and and then the opportunity um of the twenties came up and like I was like oh well like I forgot because I was, I was still like 19. I was like, oh, well, like, this is like a mean opportunity. Like, and I think with, with for 20s, back when it was going, it was um, like you had like these camps before the tournament. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't go to any camps because I was injured. And so they asked me to come to like, come on this trip to Aussie. They did like an Aussie Oceania tournament. And I, I, they asked me to come. And I went and I I thought I played all right rugby. And I was like, it was like my first taste of like actual rugby in like a year. I was, like, I was pretty like rusty. 
but um, it was enough for me to get to the 20s um, tournament over in um, Georgia. And that was a, like an event in itself, like got to travel to like Eastern Europe and like to a country I would never ever travel to like for a holiday anytime soon. But it was amazing, like just to be over there and just like to be in there, like kind of atmosphere with the boys. But we won the tournament and then like an opportunity with Wellington um, came up because um, I think they had like an injury like an injury cover like contract and like I was like oh yeah sweet like I'll go up and I, the injury cover was for Peter because he got injured with his shoulder he did his shoulder and so I got up and like yeah had like um wasn't supposed to like play too many too much games but then like we were hit with a like an injury cloud with like midfielders and I was able to like start some games for the Wellington Lions and then we just went on this stretch of games and we were like it was an unreal year um 2017 we won the championship against the Bay of Plenty and I was able to get a, a contract for the Hollanders that year and I was like what the hell like you know I went from like not playing any rugby to playing like little bits of rugby to playing like messes like this whole season of footy and then by like getting like a super rugby contract out of it and I was like fuck like this is random and so as soon as I as soon as I signed the super contract I just I found out like that my, my left shoulder I'd like done my left shoulder and I like I kind of like tore my labrum, but what, I didn't find out until after I um, signed the contract with um, Super Rugby, and it was quite it was quite like great timing, eh? But uh, it mean I missed the first year of um, Super, and yeah, so yeah, so it's um, like the decision to come down here has been like a long journey. It's been long, but you know I still enjoyed the years I've been down here, even if I've been injured and stuff like. There's just been like, you know, if, if I didn't have rugby, I'll just replace it with another, with something else. And I think the good thing about my mindset and stuff, like, you know, if I didn't have something else, I'd like look towards another thing. So, yeah, nah, I've been down here for seven years now. And, it's, you know, I don't, I don't think I could ever leave. It's good. 100%, bro. I guess it's the thing, like, when you think about the opportunities that come your way and you know a lot of guys they they do they do usually opt to stay at home because they're very familiar with their surroundings and for some guys that's what they need and i know that you had your sister down in dunedin obviously but the fact that you branched out you know you moved away from your twin your best mate and you know that first year doesn't really go to plan because you're still having to sort out your hip and then you finally get back into playing rugby and then you're in and sort of around the Highlanders, having been with the Otago Academy, and then you get your opportunity with the 20s, and then just by chance, you end up going as cover for your brother. And then, you know, like within the space of two years, you go from sort of finishing high school thinking it's awesome to hitting that injury cloud, which when we touched on earlier, you said was a pretty rough time having not really dealt with that before in your life. Mm. And then, yeah, just how quickly things changed off the back of like yeah. just moving away. Yeah. And then, I don't know, you just fast forward to now or like even, you know, you get your opportunity to play in the Lions, which I guess would have been really special for you getting to play with your brother and then finally getting through and cracking it with the Highlanders after spending all that time away. And I know that you've spent obviously a bit of time on the sidelines in the aftermath of even signing up for them for Super Rugby. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just quite cool seeing how all the different parts of your life and how you reflect on them and how it's all built up to where, you know, you currently stand today to where, you know, like yeah. you said, you've called Otago your second home. But for me, wanted to focus um, more on the rugby as much as I love all the stuff that comes from it, bro. Did you find like when you were progressing through, you know, given how long you were away from the game in patches, 
because you went from playing schools to then not even really having played any like sort of club rugby to playing 20s and then playing for the Lions and then for the Highlanders the next year. Did you find it very tough? Like, did you find that that consistent progression where you're like, oh, like this is actually like quite intense or did it sort of come come quite easily? Like, did, granted the fact that, you know, you hadn't really had that natural progression. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Um, I mean, there was definitely like a lot of work. Like, don't get me wrong. But like the, the trainers and like a lot of people around you like have a not obviously have really good knowledge of like trying to get you to the like this kind of stage of rugby and stuff like that. So like they kind of make it easier. And yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know. It's a good question, eh? Like it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you've just had such an unconventional route to get to where you ultimately are again having gone through all of those setbacks but going through it with the growth mindset and you know look, looking for the silver lining and things so having gone through all of that having gone through all the hell and like I said you, you're still having to, to battle through with some things when you first get your opportunity to play for the Highlanders because I mean like obviously playing for Wellington would have been cool and then obviously you touched on winning that championship but then you know super rugby super rugby and especially for yeah. a place that you know you now consider home you make your debut against the Rebels if I think yeah, I was, yeah, notes here correctly, like how, like can you talk about going into that week? You know, obviously you're training with the boys all through preseason. You've signed the contract, gone through all that hoopla, but then actually getting named to play in the team and be like, you know, this is another opportunity for me. What what was going through your mind? Yeah, like I thought um, going into that year, like obviously I had I had um, my surgery and I was like, you know, I like this is going to be like like a nothing year like I'm not gonna get any rugby for this team whatsoever and like just look forward to my 10 but the my injury was wasn't oh like my uh, rehab was going really well my body was feeling good like getting into like some real good shape is actually and the physios were like really happy like with like they were kind of like like well like this is actually like some good like progress with you like with your body so like you actually might be able to get like a game or two and um, I think, like, before I made my debut, I had, like, five, I had, like, three games of club rugby. But in my head, I was like, oh, you know, I like that. They're not going to play me. Like, there's no way they're going to play me in terms for, like, the Highlanders. And then, like, come, like, Monday, um, Monday of the of the last um, round robin game, like, they'll, like, yell out my name. And, like, I just get this massive um, cheer from, like, the whole, like, the whole, like, collective squad. And it's quite a cool moment, eh? Like to get to get your name said for a debut or like for your 50th, it's quite like an awesome achievement. And but to get like a cheer, like I, I think I, like everyone in the team like kind of congratulated me because they knew I was like I was going through like injury and stuff. And yeah, it was just awesome to obviously like hear my name. It was, was kind of out of the blue, but then like also like it was like a moment of like happiness. And then I was like, and then it was like a moment of holy oh, crap, like fuck, I gotta like play. And it was quite lucky because we went in a, like in a stage to like win the game or anything. Like if we if we didn't win the game, we wouldn't make the finals. And like we already had enough points to make quarters and stuff. It was just like we like who who would we play? So like obviously I like, went through the week, had a like pretty good week. I got like a lot of um talk from like the coaches and like we my first uh, super coach was us. His name was Aaron Aaron Major. Mm-hmm. He was our who was our coach and obviously he was like a an unreal midfielder back in the day so like he he had like a lot of confidence in me he put a lot of confidence in myself and um players outside me I had like um they had Lima he was like he was at 10 
and then I was playing centre, so we had Teorangi at 12, and then uh, both the wingers were Matt Faddis and Wasaki, and then we had Josh at the back, so like me and Matt Faddis share like a, the same club room, oh, the same club down in Dunna, so he was like um, supporting me for, like the whole team collectively were just supporting me throughout the whole thing, because I think I was the only one that, um, I think, yeah, I was the last person to make their debut out of our, out of our rookie class. But yeah, so like, you know, like going into the game, I, I was I didn't really feel, you know, too anxious. It wasn't until like just like just before like the game started, like I was just getting like all, all these like nerves of like of like oh fuck, I don't wanna like fuck up the air and uh, like what if I like miss this tackle and stuff like that? And like like it's too late now to like be thinking about this. Like look if I look back at the week, I had a good week, you know, had fun, you know, just go out there and have, like just play. And like, yeah, just got out there and like against the rebels. And it's always going to be like that team's always going to be like kind of special to me in terms of like um, how I like when we play against them. But yeah, got through like sixty minutes, and that's when the body kind of like gave up <laughs> in terms of like cramping and stuff like that. But you know, I managed to get through it. Uh, didn't do anything special, but the but the special thing about it was just that I got to go out there and um, play. I think a lot of people were like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> like, kind of came out of nowhere, but at a mean, um, you know, it was, a, it was a mean, it was a mean night. And I was quite lucky enough to have my family. They came down for it. And it, that's what it made it like awesome because not many, not many, they don't come down many times. So it was quite special to see all my family come down for the game. And yeah, it was um, mean. And we had a good night afterwards. And yeah, nah, it's like, oh, I still, yeah, I can still remember it. Now, eh? Like, it was like, what, four years ago? It's awesome. I haven't played too many games apart from that, but yeah, but no, nah, it's like, it, you always you always remember your first game and it's, um, it's going to be like, it's, yeah, it's so special. I got my, um, got my jersey I wore for it, just at, uh, hanging up in the, in the living room. And so every time I see it, she's, you know, like, you know, if I can, if I can get one, you know, like, if I, if I just played that one game, you know, that, you know, I'm still like happy as, and like obviously, um, you get your number as well. So my number's um, Hollander number two seven two. So their numbers like they're like special to me as well, because it just shows like like how much work I did to get there. Mm. You know, it's like no one no one can take it away from you, kind of mm. thing. It's, it's always going to be my number. Like no one's ever going to be Hollander number two seven two. It's always going to be like Hollander number two seven two is Thomas and Jensen kind of thing. Yeah. So like yeah, I'm quite like. It's quite like it's just like it's it's real like cheesy, but it's like you know like it, like to me it represents kind of what I went through, like all the you know um, all the stuff I went through just to you know just play a game of rugby, but then like it just like just means so much more. So yeah, no, it's awesome, bro. Absolutely, a, a real special memento, and that's like like you said, what a lot of people don't recognize is that they might be like, oh, you know, it's just a jersey or it's just a game, but to you that game was the almost full circle moment of all that you'd been through it. That game itself from everybody outside the box looking in was just like, yep, yeah, that's just 80 minutes. But to you, that was years of effort, years of rehabbing, you know, years that from where it first stemmed your first love for rugby, being at Scots College, it started from there leading right up to that moment to finally have it realized and like you said to be the last one in your rookie class and then to have all the boys in and supporting you and then even better to um to have some family around you and get to play at foresight the place that you know you, you would have loved to have played at 
and it's it's awesome that you bring up family bro because again knowing your family a little bit i know like how much of a close-knit clan you are and and particularly your brother like you've touched on your relationship with him you know you've grown up he's been your best mate and he's had quite the career himself so far you know obviously having made waves with the canes and then even getting his all blacks call up so i think it'll just be cool to maybe just get you know some input from you around like how proud you are of him and just how special it's been being able to, you know, one play with him at Wellington. I know, I know you haven't quite been out of lock horns against him really, but yeah, like how's that journey been and how have you been able to bounce off each other, you know, during some of the tough times through the injuries that you've had and how your relationship still works to this day? Like, do you guys talk after games and give each other feedback and whatnot? Yeah. I'd love to learn about that. Yeah. So I guess like obviously throughout the years, like um, we've always been together, but it's always like, it's always a competitive drive against one another. You know, you don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see him win. I like. I, I, you know. I, I yeah, like, yeah. I want to win over him. And that was like that happened. That was like evident throughout. Like when we were younger to like high school and stuff like that. You know, very competitive and very like it gets like gets quite heated, eh? But it's like real stupid, like real stupid stuff. But like gets heated and then like. You know, we won't talk to each other for like 10 minutes and then we'll say, like, one of us will have to come up and say sorry or something like that. But in terms of like the rugby now, it's kind of like, um, obviously, I haven't been around. So, like, um, to like kind of like talk to him and hang out. So, like, social media has been like unreal, like, get to like message him and stuff. And so, like, throughout the last seven years, you know, I've been always like, always like a fan of him. Like, I feel like I'm just like a fan of him and being able to like to like, message him and be like for how are you doing like after games and stuff and like if even if he's playing like club rugby I always ask like how'd you do like how do you think he went like if like sometimes if they show a live stream like I'll kind of like break down some moments for him like like you could have worked on this and such and such but it's gone to the point so like if he's like if I watch it one of his games if he watches one, one of my games he'll be like I can just ask so like I'll ask him straight away like after a game like so how do you think I win and he's quite good because obviously, like, we both watch footage to kind of break it down and, like, mm. and see, like, areas of where we have to work on for, like, self-work ons, but then, like, to see, like, other players. So, like, like when I was uh, reviewing, like, the Hurricanes, we had to play him, like, I had to review him and, like, just, like, stuff he has to work on and stuff he, like, like he's good at. So, like, and so, like, I'm just, like, it's just, like, it's just easier to it's easy for me to talk about it because like I'm just I do it like for myself anyway so like when I like review or like when he asks for like feedback and stuff I can't I'm just offered a given even if he's like playing for another team I don't really mind yeah because it's like it's all it's all more or less the same thing and he gives me the same kind of like feedback as well it's still like we're still competitive but like it's more like like the, I reckon the support around because of what we're like we've both been through like some harsh moments in our careers like he's been through some injuries and obviously I've been through my fair share of injuries and so like um we get we like we get around each other quite around it's like it's easy for like it's easy for me to like to kind of like speak to him because obviously it's just like it's like second nature right like mm. I know I know what he's like I know when he's feeling crap I know like if he like looks a certain way he's gonna like he does it's not it's not him or something like that so like you know, like their bond with shares, you know, it's never going to be broken. Like the support is unreal now, especially now that we're both playing like footy. Like it's kind of good to lean on him and like get a, a different perspective from other than like from the other boys. And like, because I feel like sometimes his feedback is like real, like to the point. 
no, like he's not beating around the bush. It's like, nah, fuck, you're not good. Like, you're not like, you're not like nailing the shit. Like, kind of like, kind of like that. Like, fuck, you need to do this better. Or when you do this, like, don't like do that or something like that. Like, mm. That's good. That's good yeah. honesty. Yeah, well, like, exactly, bro. And I, I think just like, I know that a lot of people, whenever you go and do your own problems, whether it be on the footy field or off it, there's always this sort of, you, you appreciate when people, people are giving you feedback or giving you advice, but there's almost a little bit of you where you're like, well, you're not really in my shoes or you don't really quite get my situation. Whereas yeah. I think it's, you're in quite a unique situation where for one, you're a twin. So you guys are always going to be similar. And, mm. you know, of course you have your own differences. You chose to go to Otago. He chose to stay in Wellington. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, having pursued the same career, I feel like it's, yeah, that's, it's cool to hear that, you know, you guys do lean on each other and the fact that, you guys can be straight up because you're family and that's what family does that, that you know ultimately it's gonna be pushing you both in the right direction for your careers and i mean who's to know what can happen bro i mean i threw it out a couple of weeks ago that i wouldn't mind seeing a new manga jensen midfield at some point down the track hopefully with the hurricanes it doesn't sound like that'll ever happen but you know even more <laughs> so if it, if it ever happened at the all black level bro that would um that would definitely be something to see and definitely something that winery would be massively proud of but I think that's pretty much all I wanted to get from your career to date, bro. Um, obviously, hoping all goes well with, with the rehab so you see you back on the field. But before I let you go, um, I like to round off my interviews with two different segments. The first being, can you take us through your game day routine, please? Oh, game day routine. Um, it's weird because, like, the last couple of, like, this year has been weird because, like, obviously we went through, like, Queenstown and stuff. So, like, my game, my routine's changed, but... So if say say if we're playing seven o'clock game, and so that whole morning, I'll have like, I'd have for breakfast probably just like I'll just have porridge, for breakfast, do some like stretching, and um, say to like we're at a home game and then just like kind of just like try to um, not think about the game so like I'd either play on like PlayStation or something or like um, sometimes before we have to do like a um, like we do like a like a wee primer before the thing we all go and get like a coffee and play some cards yeah so like it's it's really like really really chill and then after that have like a after a pre-match meal i go home and then like get make sure i get everything ready and then so get there get to the get to the field about like 30 minutes before we have to get like our meeting time and then um yeah for my meeting time and then I have a shower I have like a cold shower just so I feel like just fresh and um I'm put my left sock on first left like right sock on left boot on right boot on and then I get strip, my strip down so I get my left shoulder done like done first right shoulder after and then like and then I'm out I'm just um, out and then like I get out before we have to get out like it's like, up here I try to get out 10 minutes before so I do like some like mobility stretching and before we have to meet up as a unit to do some stuff i'm just doing like a lot of um just like 22 meter sprints just to get like just to get my signal one done and i do that like six times and that's like enough for me to get my like to feel like i've like wasted my first one and then like all get together and like like little like unit stuff and like that's it close off and then we're in the in the shed and then like we have like five minutes to think about it and i'm just like just chilling i'm just like just waiting for my jersey on and once i put my jersey on then like it's like the switch 
like this is it. We're about to play now. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Locked in, baby. Game time. So you get that jersey yep. on. Love it. All right. Um, that leads me to my last segment, brother. It's called 10 in the bin. So I've got 10 quick fire questions for you. And if you answer with whatever comes to mind first, that'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Um, so question number one, who was your childhood idol? Robert Fraun. What a little boy. Shout out to Wally. Yeah. Uh, champion lightweight. So who's the biggest lightweight that you know? I'm going to have to say Colgan Bishop. <laughs> he's a lightweight. He's fun though. He's fun on, he's fun on it, but he's a lightweight. <laughs> Can only imagine he'll say, he'll say differently he'll say differently <laughs> right uh next one what's your must do on a day off sleep yeah, priorities uh worst coach's pet i'm gonna say <laughs> um you reason <laughs> oh he's a top lad though he's a top lad he's a good um, man he's a good man mm, favorite cheat meal Oh, um, fuck! It's the Boss Burger from McDonald's. It's the best. It's like the best burger ever. Eh? Fuck! I haven't had too many of them this year as well. On like a, on a restriction from McDonald's. <laughs> like no McDonald's for like the whole year. So it's been it's been great, but it's, it's, it, it sucks as well. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Love hate relationship. Cheapest teammate, who's never buying rounds. Marino, Michaeli too. <laughs> They got new advice drinks. And he's always in the corner. <laughs> Waiting for all the drinks there. Yeah. Always one, bro. Uh, second dream. So if you weren't playing rugby, what would you love to be doing? Oh, it just goes to basketball. Just, my mind is going straight to the NBA. Like goes to like trying to be a basketball player. I wish I would like, I wish I played basketball back in school. Like, I'm not a good baller. I just, I just think about like, yeah, the NBA. Try to like crack the NBA or just be a baller. <laughs> yeah, bro. There's something cool about those American sports, eh? Yeah. Um, biggest grub you played with or against? Oh, it's funny. Um, <laughs> it'd be Hugh. Yeah, Hugh Renton. Yeah, Hugh Renton. He's a bit of a grub. <laughs> yeah, bro. Sometimes he pushes the boundaries, but you know you do need those guys at times. So you need them, you need them guys, eh? <laughs> yeah. Can't really hate them for it. Um, best piece of advice you've ever received. Um, best piece of advice, I think it's just like, um, oh, my, it just comes to like just pulling trigger on stuff, like you know, like just back yourself or whatever you do. Like, you know, if you're really like passionate about something, you know, and you know, you just want to like just pull trigger on it, back yourself, and what's the worst thing that could happen? Exactly, bro. Leave no stone unturned. I like yeah. it. Uh, last question, and all you got to do is finish the sentence for me. Saturdays are for. The boys. <laughs> yeah. Short brother, bro. I mean, to be fair, there's only one answer, right? Like, in, yeah. in reality, but I always have to I ask it because I, I have got some interesting answers uh, in the past with some of my previous guests. But that brings this podcast to a close. Um, I just want to say thank you once again, Tom, for cutting out some time for me on a Sunday afternoon. All the best for the rehab with the groin, bro. Hopefully we see you back out on the field soon. And no doubt, once you're back into it, we'll see the Landers winning some more games. Nah, cheers, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Um, it's um, definitely a first for, uh, one of the first for me. So nah, to be able to um, do this with you has been awesome. So nah, I hope you have a good one. And yeah, cheers, bro. Grateful, bro. I'll catch you cheers, later. Bro. See you, bro. Have a good one.